What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Download. It's me, Cardinal Mason, here. Um, Spanish edition. I'm in Marbella right now. It's actually beautiful. We got Chase Diamond here, who is also beautiful. No way in Diamond. Chase, how you doing, bro? Doing great. I said this to you before, but your background legit does not look real. It looks incredible. Thank you, man. I think you said the same when I was in Dallas, too, which is it's always a compliment. It is real, though. Yeah, the last three times we've done these, uh, you were Dallas there, and then when you were at the... the place in the mountains i forgot or the lake place where was that last place yeah, yeah that's right yeah that was in the mountains the cabin cabin in the woods yeah yeah the cabin dude that's awesome so what are you what are you doing out there you, you working you having fun what's going on i'm doing as much work as i can but um not everyone wants to work as much as i do so <laughs> today we went to like a beach like beach club for uh for like lunch <laughs> i got a massage it was amazing. It was a, don't worry. It was like a PG massage. It was just like a regular massage. Just saying. I wasn't just, thinking otherwise, but thank you for yeah. clarifying. Yeah, man. We got some good topics today too. I came up with oh, these yeah. on the car. Back, so well, let's rip them. So um, on Twitter, I've, I've just seen a lot. I don't know if it's a coincidence or something's going on, but there's so much drama around all these SaaS products and their pricing. So um, you tweeted about the Clavia one today, which I don't really know what's going on there. I tried to read the email, but I didn't really understand because like, I don't even know what Clavio charges me. Like I have 30,000 or 30, 40,000 contacts in, in my email list. I don't know what I'm paying for that. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. I want to hear perspective and also the whole triple well thing, which I thought was dope. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was on a call earlier with a company I might start doing some work with. And uh, on the triple well thing, it's funny, the same people that like lift you up, the same people that like, get you to where you are also the same people that can rip you apart. So starting with triple whale, uh, I'm, I'm an advisor. So obviously just want to cl- clarify that, but a lot of triple whales user acquisition and love came from Twitter. People love the product. They love the price. They love this, that, and the other. And those same pay- people now totally flipped the script this week where triple whale um, did a pretty poor job of announcing price hikes. I guess for some people they're getting a price hikes for some people, there's no effect for others. They're actually getting a price decrease. But that's just what happens when you don't get ahead of it. They are now playing, you know, defense instead of before they could have been on offense. So they just got a lot of slack around the fact that in a month, I think it is, the price is going to increase for some tier people. And today the CEO issued a statement saying, hey, we did this wrong, whatever. So just being upfront and communicating, get ahead of the Twitter mob is always a good idea. And then on the Clavio side, Clavio sent out an email today saying that on September 1st or whenever it is, everyone that was on a discounted plan is going to lose their discount. So um, during the last price hike, I guess what happened was, is they gave everyone between 10 to 20% off that complained. Those discounts that they gave are now expiring. And I think it's part of their you know, IPO plan is they're just getting rid of the discounts, trying to really beef up the numbers to go public. So that's kind of what I've seen and what I know. What are your thoughts? So with the triple whale thing, I can speak on that because I saw that happen. I think yesterday I saw a tweet from somebody where they said they took a screenshot of triple whale's new pricing and how the minimum was what it looked like was like the minimum you could spend was like 1100 bucks, like 1140 or something like that. And everyone was like, what? Like it was terrifying. Like for a lot of econ brands, like that's a lot. You know what I mean? Um, You know, like. I, I pay Hyros probably some, I probably pay more than that for my tracking for copy MBA. Um, but I mean, that's a lot for like a, a small econ brand that's doing like 20, 30 K a month, like trying to like, you know, get their bearings together. 
Um, and then I saw the thread that AJ did and it kind of cleared everything up. I don't know how it got misconstrued. I didn't see the original thread or tweet or whatever where they announced that they were changing the prices. I like that they're doing, oh, what was the name of the uh, the free dashboard? They're calling it Free Willy. Triple Whale, you get it? Free Willy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's genius. I love that. Whoever came up with that. Yes, Free Willy. Probably Colin or Raba. But I thought that was genius, bro. I love that. We'll play yeah. on the ones. Um, So what were you going to say? I kind of have like the inside track. So um, so all the noise, mostly bad on Twitter yesterday, there was probably a few dozen people, maybe more that had posted about it. Um, and I was in a DM with the two founders, uh, Nick Shackelford and Jason Wong. The five of us in the, were in DMs where Nick I, and Jason were just like, guys, what the heck? Like, why don't you give us a heads up? Why did this happen? You guys need to correct it. So we are kind of with them saying like, we just need to be honest and come clean. And when I say we, you know, mainly them about like, you guys screwed up, this is what's going on and just really set the thing straight. So I respect the fact that they finally issued an announcement. They should have done that ahead of time versus being reactive, but thankfully it's out there. And I'm really curious to see what happens if people are going to churn, if they're not, if this tweet did enough to save grace, I don't really know. Dude, if people churn, John, doing pod, bro. If people churn, um, then like, dude, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I saw, there were some people that were like, can, can anyone recommend a cheaper alternative? And they, they were like posting these, like, you know, Twitter accounts that are like, I guess supposed to be like another version of triple well with like 20, uh, 20 followers on Twitter. And I was like, why would you want it? Like, why would you even want to trust that thing? Like no one wants to like use a, a, a janky ass tool that's supposed to be responsible for the entire attribution of your business. Like that makes absolutely no sense. Like there's like two, right? Triple whale. And I don't even want to say the other one's name. Cause like, I just, you know, not a fan of the people that they associate with. Like they're all dorks. But other than that, um, everyone knows who I'm talking about, but it's fine. Um, that I think like, dude, triple world can pretty much charge whatever they want at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, is there, are there some tools that you would just stop using if they started like having pricing that was too crazy? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess like, again, like, depends on what your situation is. There, there's so much weird stuff going on right now where I think they should have just been more proactive. I think that would have been such an easy solve and there would have been a lot less noise. Um, yeah, hard, hard to say what I would do, right? I, I love Triple Whale. I'm obviously biased. Hopefully people continue to use it, but you don't know what people are going through and you don't know what they're going to be charged. But it seemed like based off his messaging today that it's actually a net positive, not a net negative. But I guess everyone kind of has to read between the lines and interpret on their own. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But dude, I think Triple Whale is awesome. They have a co-sign from like everybody. Um, like I, I hear them on My First Million all the time. And like, they're solving a really, really big problem. Like you don't realize like as an agency guy, like, I don't know if you really realize the importance of attribution until like you have your own thing where it's like, you need to know where these people are coming from. Like when I, like, like as an agency, you're like, as long as we know that it's coming from us and that's all that matters. Like, as long as we can attribute that sale to us, then we're good. But like, no, you know, like which channels need to scale. Like, I remember like being like a beginner marketer, like a junior copywriter or whatever. And I was thinking like, why does everyone need attribution? Like what's the, who cares? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like spend, you know, a thousand dollars on Facebook, get 2,500 back. Like it's the formula for success. Like why do you need to know? So yeah, you're good. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay. So cross that off the list, SaaS pricing. Um, let's talk about um, your LinkedIn biz. So uh, give me an update. How's that, how's that going so far? Good, good. Um, I think I launched it about three months ago in April. Um, 
just did like a small push to the newsletter. Um, I'm at about, I don't know, 45 to 50 people in the service. Right now, I've got one employee and our kind of cap is 50 people. So we're kind of right at slash hovering below. It's kind of like this weird thing where like, I want to do a big push, but I can't sign on too many people, although I want a few more, right? So it's kind of like this awkward where I haven't really done a whole lot of promotion other than like yesterday, I sent out an email to like a thousand people, just like trying to figure out like what's going to happen. Um, so I'm like pretty close to maxing out the service and it's it's been really good. Um, and essentially what it is, is all it is, is engagement. So on every platform like Twitter, LinkedIn, you need power users, people that have followings, clout, whatever you want to call it to engage with your stuff. And that shows the algorithm, you know, that your content should be served to more people. So literally all it is, is engagement from my account and a few of my pages and the retention has been pretty good. So I think in three months, we've maybe lost about 10% of people. So I think we were at about 50 and now we're at about 45 people. That's not bad. I mean, do you want to, do you want to grow this? Like, do you want to like do it? Do you want to make money with it? I don't know. I, it's this like weird, delicate thing where I like what we're doing. I think the service that we're charging is very fair at $500 a month. I think we could scale it if we added like content creation and ghostwriting. I'm just like, oh man, do I want to run another agency business? Right now it's really nice. Like it makes, I don't know, 20 something thousand dollars a month of profit and I don't have to do anything. So that's kind of sweet. I could probably scale it, but I'm kind of just in this phase of it's summer and I'm being lazy. So ask me, ask me next quarter. We'll see. I was going to say like, do you want to get to a million a year? Like, okay. I, I wanted to do like a, like a, a LinkedIn biz brainstorm. Cause like, I wanted to think about like, if I were you, cause I know you don't really care about money anymore. You're, you're rich enough to like, whatever. You just want to raise your kids and hang out in California. I understand you want, you want to play golf, but dude, if I were, if I were in your shoes, like what would I do to get a million a year with this? Um, I mean, like, what is it like fulfillment that's holding you back? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things. So I think one right now, like, okay, let's, let's talk through this. So I have this lady in Ukraine that works for me. She signs into my account through like a VPN. So that way, like it doesn't set off any alarm bells with LinkedIn. So I'm a little bit scared at like letting in three or five or 10 employees into my account and them all engaging from my profile. So I'm, I'm personally just scared the fact that like my account could go down. I've been working really, really hard on this. And it's such a big lead gen thing for everything else. Well, this isn't my only business that relies on it. So I think one, like I'm scared. I think two, um, this lady is really good. And like we, we text like once a day and like, I don't have to do anything. So I know if I have more employees, like the amount of stress and the effort and the work I'm going to have to do is going to go up where it's like, okay. And then three, I don't think I could get to a million dollars a year at $500 a month, the way that we are right now. I think we would have to offer other services. I think if we did like ghostwriting plus like boosting, that would be pretty easy. So a million dollars a month is what, like 83K or sorry, a million dollars a year is like 83K a month. Is that right? 84, yeah. 84, 83, 84K. Okay, yeah. You, so I think like, dude, you have, you do not have a traffic problem. You will never have a traffic problem again in your life. Like you have a solid following of people that actually like you and trust you. Yeah. I think you need to have tiers. I think like 500 bucks a month is decent, but there are people who will pay you more than that because yeah. having a personal brand and having reach is like worth way more than 500 bucks a month. So like, yeah, I think you should have, here's how I think you should do it. I think you should be able to scale more with like $200 a month. Um, 
with and it's like not your account but like maybe other accounts that you've grown where like because you have some other accounts that are still big but not like yeah. chase big yeah um where you can like you could probably you know get engagement from like your copywriting account or something like that and that's what they get at like the 200 dollars month here or 250 or something like that and then you have 500 where you have um like chase diamond sign off or cosign and then you have like a thousand where it's like that plus like consulting like yeah. strategy and then you have like five thousand where it's like you could just hire a ghostwriter and like i could literally get you a ghostwriter in two seconds handle <laughs> as many accounts as you want and like have tiers like that and like it could be a thing where it's like because dude like who's really owning linkedin right now like there's a couple people like i don't know anyone who's like actually big who like there's tons of people who are doing twitter like twitter ghostwriting i see that all over the place like there's some yeah. really like names doing it but like linkedin like who besides you yeah I, I don't know i don't really know anyone it's it's pretty wide open yeah you're, you're definitely making a good point it, it's more just me being lazy i think right now and being like content with just enjoying summer but i think to your point like the the part that's like tricky and a lot of people have asked me about price bulks for like less posts and this and that like right now it's just easy to offer one service where my lady doesn't have to think you know people send in a post and she just engages from the whole network whereas if we have people in all these different tiers maybe I just hire a different person to manage each tier potentially. Like she'll have to distinguish between Mason's only getting engagement from the copywriting page. And then Chase is only getting engagement from the email marketing page, right? It's a little bit more like of her having to check spreadsheets, which potentially could slow it up. But I think that's a good idea, right? And I, I've been inspired by what you guys are doing at Copy MBA on the kind of like the one-to-one coachings or like the group coaching stuff too. Um, just being able to charge like high ticket with that. So there's there's a lot there, and I think you're absolutely right. It's just like how hard do I want to work, and that's really like the the blocker right now. Literally, wouldn't even be that hard. Like, please make me the CEO of this thing, so I could just like get it to a million a year. Just give me some equity, and then we'll just ride off into the sunset. Like, bro, so easy. Like, people want to yeah. give you money. like let them give you more money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, this is this is interesting. Yeah, like on on Twitter, like Dakota, for example, has done like a really great job with his business and. What's interesting about his, and I know we've talked about this for copy MBA and other things, is like he teaches people how to become ghostwriters and he charges them. Then he connects those people with companies and he charges the companies. Like he is monetizing almost like a dual service marketplace. Well, that's such a great thing. It's like, man, can we help people grow their following and help them become of this ecosystem where they help others grow and we kind of supply the pages? Like that's interesting to me too. Almost like, can I franchise this business to other influencers? Well, like maybe I help them hire the person that runs it. It's their account plus my pages. And they just pay me almost like a flat fee every month, like five grand a month to have access to the network. I think there's some interesting plays there too, where all I have to do is add people to a page, tell them how to run the business and they pay me five or 10 grand a month or something. Yeah, bro. You could make it a pyramid scheme. Like if you wanted to, <laughs> like you could basically, if you wanted, you could run a webinar where it's like, yo, I will show you um, like, how to grow your page on in, on LinkedIn and like you can get clout and you'll have all this stuff and you'll have all the LinkedIn shorties sliding in your DMs and praising you for how high your following count is. But like for the most part, like you can say like I'm doing this because I want I want you I want to be able to pay you for engagement for my other students. Yes. So like you can kind of do it like that where it's like the, the you know people that joined three months ago or whatever you when it, when you started it a year from now they're all hopefully going to have like a bunch of followers yeah. and they can you know boost engagement for the next cohort and stuff like that and you can pay them like you know 10 20 bucks per thing or whatever yeah 
don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, like the the biggest growth so far. So people have like in the last three months that signed on in April. Uh, the I think the biggest person has five x their following, and I'd say like most people are probably growing between I'd say like fifty to one hundred percent each month so far. So you know, some people are up like. 1x, some people are up 3x, and the, and the biggest person is up 5x. And obviously, right, there's a few people that have only grown 20 or 30%, but everyone's up to some degree. And it's obviously like, you know, the smaller you are, the easier it is, and et cetera. It's, it's been interesting. Nice. All right, let's um let's talk about okay. So I have another one about D2C brands. So the, it's like about D2C brands that you'd start now. And this is inspired by a conversation I had last night with a friend of mine who is friends with like a bunch of influencers, like, uh, like Hollywood guys, right. Um, throughout West coast and, um, they all want to start like a jewelry brand and, um, because like they all wear cool jewelry. Everyone wants to learn where it's from, whatever. And like, it was so funny listening to like somebody it's like, dude, like, you know, that like the economics of DC are so tough or yeah. it's like thinking like, all right, we'll get this chain for like 30 bucks and we'll sell it online for like 60 bucks. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh Yeah. We also have that stuff and then we'll get some for like a hundred and we'll sell it for like 500. And it's like, bro, like, first of all, no one's going to like, like your, your margins are like, not that good. Like the people who are selling jewelry have it, like they're buying chains for like 80 cents. Like our friends, you have friends that sell jewelry. Like we, we know like they're buying those chains for 80 cents in China, bro. And they're selling them for 80 bucks. So it's like a thousand X or a hundred X, um, like margin, like you're killing it. Um, like, I don't know. It's, I, I, I'm curious if there's like any like product model that you've explored at all. If there's like any type of thing that you would want to sell um, D to C, like, would you do that? Would you like in a couple of years, would you start a DC brand? I don't know that I would. I, 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 when you sent me that question a few minutes before I hopped on, I'm like trying to think about it starting. Like, I don't know that I don't really like the D to C model. Like, I, I, I don't know that it's me. Like, I think on the last podcast, we talked about like what my challenges were. Like, I'm not a product guy, like, and I'm not good at acquisition uh, in terms of like running media. So I'd have to like find a partner that was good at those things. And it's like, if that was the case, I'd probably just do whatever they're going to do because they they know more about like the acquisition. I don't know. Running a DTC brand sounds really freaking hard, especially starting from scratch. I think if you're seven, eight, nine figures already, you know, you rode the wave, you were at the right place at the right time. I feel like it's hard now. I feel like it's super competitive, super expensive. I don't know that I have it in me to start a DTC brand. If I did, it would have to be something that was like decent AOV and kind of repeat potential. Like again, supplements is such a great one because you have those things, but it's so competitive and it's so hard to differentiate at this point now. Um, But it would have to be something I think like related to health and wellness or like life longevity, something like that, or potentially something really expensive, like I don't want, I wouldn't say mattresses, but like I've been doing a bunch of research on saunas. I don't know that that's the best business or like these ice plunges, but something along that where it's like either really expensive or you have like this repeat purchase potential. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, like I think anything you sell would have to have like a really strong brand behind it. So like, I like the cold plunge idea because it's really easy. Like, bro, people love cold plunges. Like there's a, I don't know. There's just a wave of people right now that are just yes. obsessed. They make it their entire personality. And then, <laughs> it's like, um, and, and also like they're super expensive. So like, I'm sure your margin on that is great. 
And then maybe if there's a way that you can build in some sort of recurring revenue outside of that, where it's like you buy the five to $10,000 cold plunge, it gets shipped to your house. And then maybe you have to like, what do you put in it? Don't you have to put like salt or something like that? To be honest, I don't know, but yeah, like some, some kind of accessory or some kind of ongoing thing would be great. Like, for example, I bought the tonal. It was like, I don't know, three or four grand for the tonal, but every month I pay like a subscription for access, to like the content, like that's a great business. I, I don't know necessarily about building a tonal, something super heavy and smart and crazy like that, but I like the model where like they have me on the 60 or 80 or a hundred dollar a month subscription where that's where they're making all their money. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you can justify where it's like, it's the same as a gym membership. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We have two people in my household and don't have to leave. So I think that's cool. But yeah, for like the saunas or the steam rooms or the cold plunge, like whatever you need to maintain it or whatever you need to, to do to kind of supply it. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I saw a guy launching a cold plunge hot tub where like you can go hot or cold. And I think that multi-use is really interesting. I hadn't seen anyone going both ways with it. I think that's really cool. I think you would have a hole in the market where like, I personally don't like the cold plunge. It's too cold. But I love the the hot tub where it's like if my right. wife, yeah, if my wife wanted the cold and I wanted the hot or vice versa, vice versa. Like, yeah, I don't, I frankly don't like it. I'm interested in it for the health benefits, but like I would probably be more inclined to buy something that went cold and hot because I could justify, hey, maybe more often than not, I'll use hot. And once in a while when I'm feeling brave, I'll do the cold. I don't know. Yeah, man, dude, I'm not, okay, a bit of a sidetrack, but I just started taking cold showers and dude like it's kind of it's kind of game changer really okay listen i'm like i'm a huge like wuss like i'm a wimp most of the time when it comes to that stuff like i'm down to do hard things as long as i see the point where it's like if it's a really good workout and i'm gonna have a great pump after it's like all right let's rip it but like if it's a cold shower i'm always like why like why would i do it i understand it's hard and you should do hard things but why and so I realized it's because it just like jolts your body and you just get like a crazy rush of energy. And if you're tired, I'm tired right now. Like right now, I honestly could go for a nap. I'm probably going to have a nap right after this. Um, but if I wanted to, if I had to keep going, I would just get in the shower and just turn yeah. it cold, stand under it for like in, like a minute and then turn it hot and then whatever. And then at the end for another minute, just like turn it cold and then do like that. Like you feel like, well, like it, it makes you feel good. Yeah. But you're screaming. Yes. Like when you're when you're actually doing it, because like, dude, when you're actually in the shower, you're just staying there, you're like, ah, like, bro, it feels awful. Like it's terrible. But like you feel you're proud of yourself after and it gives you energy and you know, whatever. That's yeah, I might I'm gonna have to try it. I'm the kind of guy that my my son uh my hot tub's at 103 year round. So that that's more my style, but I'll I'll give it a try for you. Yeah, it's those creature comforts. I understand. <laughs> we gotta we gotta turn into like David Goggins. Doing 10 yeah, hours his wake up. Maybe, maybe. Well, dude, this was this is a fun one. Yes, sir. It was fun. Um, I think everyone's going for a drive now, so you're gonna hear a car start up. But yeah, man. Um, thanks for listening. The next one I'm also gonna actually no, the next one we do, I'm gonna be in Meek Nose because I'm jumping over. Sick. Uh, so the background that looks fake, hopefully. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, enjoy the night. God bless, Chase. See you later, bro. Right, cheers. Bye.